Hey hurdlers, what's going on? Emily Abadi here with episode 76 of Hurdle, a podcast that talks to everyone from entrepreneurs to top CEOs and athletes about how they've gotten through tough times, hurdles of sorts, by leaning in to wellness. Now, I just want to note, I feel like it's worth throwing out into the universe. We are actually technically over a hundred episodes now, but upon having a combo with my dad earlier in the week, he told me that I can only celebrate this milestone when we get to the hundred numbered episode. I don't know how I feel about that, but I know that it makes me really excited and really enthusiastic about where Hurdle is going. Today, I am going to be chatting with Brittany Driscoll. She's the co-founder and CEO of Squeeze, a massage concept from the founders of Drybar. Now, if you haven't heard of Squeeze yet, trust me, you will soon. Right now, they only have one brick and mortar location out in California, in Los Angeles, but they are coming big and coming out somewhere near you. I can promise you that. Before we get to Brittany's story, a quick shout out to my sponsor, Athletic Greens. With 12 servings of fruits and vegetables, Athletic Greens gives me the boost I need to start every single day off right. They are offering Hurdle listeners an awesome deal. If you haven't taken advantage of this yet, I don't know what you're waiting for. It's 20 travel packs, a $79 value, absolutely free with your first purchase. Just head on over to athleticgreens.com slash hurdle. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash hurdle to get yours today. No code necessary. Today's episode is also brought to you by my friends at Whoop. This week, for the first time, I used the Whoop Strain Coach when I was heading out for a run. And what I found super, super interesting was all of the in-depth data from the pace for the run to the calories burned and the average and max heart rates, the duration, my overall strain, and that can help me figure out where I'm trying to go for the next time around. I'm telling you, I'm obsessed with mine, and I think that you could be too. They are offering Hurdle listeners a really awesome, awesome deal. It's a free Whoop strap plus 15% off any membership at their website. It's whoop.com. That's W-H-O-O-P.com using the code hurdle at checkout. Go ahead and optimize your training today. All right, now let's chat about Brittany. Brittany, as I mentioned, is the co-founder and CEO of Squeeze, and she's responsible for, well, everything. Prior to launching Squeeze, Brittany spent four years running marketing for Drybar, where she helped to take that company from $30 million to more than $100 million. She also opened more than 50 new shops and launched the Drybar product line internationally, as well as at Sephora, Ulta, and Nordstrom. But today, Brittany and I talk about the stuff that's not so public. We talk about both her and her husband both surviving a battle with cancer and how those experiences made them stronger, not only as a couple, but for how they show up in every aspect of their life. We chat about her regular fitness routine and the outside the box workout that she cannot get enough of. And she also shares with me some really awesome tips on how to level up, not just in business, but also in life, how to get the most out of every single day. And we get into some of the details about massage, about the benefits of massage 
massage. It's something that I know that I personally definitely do not do enough of and something that as a runner is really important to my overall health and my body's well-being. You guys know the drill at Hurdle Podcast, at Emily Abadi. If you have a hurdle moment of your own to share or just want to say hi, you can reach me always over email. It's emily at hurdle.us. Also, I teased this last week, but I am so, so excited to officially announce my event for Chicago Marathon Weekend. It's Friday, October 11th at 4.30 p.m. at Lululemon Lincoln Park. That's 944 West North Avenue. I am going to be doing a 5K shakeout, and after that, we'll sip on a few beers and have a good time. If you're going to be in Chicago, whether or not you're running the marathon, I would love to see you. I love the opportunity to really connect with all of you listening. So please click the link with the description to this episode and there you will find the link to the Eventbrite where you can register for the run on Friday, October 11th. And I think that's it for now. I do have another spoiler alert, some really fun things coming to the New York City area as well, leading up to the New York Marathon in November. So stay tuned for those two. With that, let's get to hurdling. Today, I'm sitting down with Brittany Driscoll. She's the co-founder and CEO at Squeeze. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming in. We are at a recording studio today at the Pacific Design Center inside of a WeWork. And as a WeWork member, I'm kind of geeking out about this. Same, actually. Before <laughs> we opened Squeeze in Studio City, we worked out of WeWork in Burbank for like a year. It's great. It is. It's so awesome. Did you have an office or were you? We did. Okay. In the beginning, it was just me. And so I had a little like desk yeah. space. And then I brought on our chief product officer and he and I got a little office and it was it was like our jam zone. I would literally be lost without the membership. I feel like I would go crazy. Yes. So praise to be WeWork. <laughs> yeah. So tell me about Squeeze. What's Squeeze? Tell the hurdlers what Squeeze is. All right. So Squeeze is a new massage concept from the founders of Drybar. I ran marketing for Drybar for four years, which is how I know Michael and Allie. They had had this idea for years and I was itching for a new challenge. The stars aligned and we decided to partner to launch it. Very similar to Drybar, the idea really was born out of personal necessity. We were all avid massage goers and really felt like like there was not a great option that was both affordable and felt luxurious. Again, similar to Dry Bar. It's like on one end, you have the low-end discount chains, which for the past 10 to 15 years, to their credit, have made massage accessible to the masses, but lack a lot from a customer experience standpoint. And then on the flip side, you've got high-end hotels and spas, which are lovely but unattainable for a regular routine. So we wanted to really uh, bring in that high-end experience at an affordable price point. But the biggest differentiation of our experience is technology. We spent a year, a little over a year, building out a platform that enables you to do everything online or on your phone. So everything from booking, you set all your personalized preferences, pay, rate, tip, review, so that when you're in the location itself, it's truly relaxing and seamless. You told Fast Company that it eliminates the awkward in-person exchanges. Totally. I mean, I think we've we've all become accustomed to limited human interaction and not wanting to deal with, you know, a lot of the clunkiness that comes with that. And actually what's been so nice about it is we while we have eliminated the transaction piece of 
the human exchange, it's really allowed for like a very genuine connection. So, mm. you know, our therapists have all of your information prior to you walking in. So it's like they know they already know what you want. It feels, a lo- you know, even more personal in a way and catered and customed to you. And, you know, again, it just makes for the limited time that we have with you to just feel very genuine. It's bigger than just like I want a deep tissue massage. Like I was looking at the app and it's literally like you can touch what parts of your body you're holding to get worked on today. Exactly. The personalization part allows for not only the pressure level that you want, but areas you want focused on, areas you want avoided, if you want more or less pressure in some areas, uh, as well as you can you can let us know if you want oil or lotion, if you want your bed heated, if you want heat therapy, all that information is saved to your profile. So you're really only having to input that information once unless you wanted to update it. Uh, and then again, you're not having to like repeat yourself every single time you come back in. I also feel like this should be something that is happening at restaurants. Totally. And that like you go in and it still blows my mind that there's still the like, I'm going to wait for the check experience. And then like you pay and then it has to come back and then you have to leave a tip. And it's like, how have we not gotten past this? I think we're going to get there. You know, oh, I mean, 100%. What's so exciting about what we've done is, you know, long-term vision. I mean, there's so much opportunity to do this in different verticals and different spaces. So I do think that we'll see more of this in, you know, various, various places. So talk to me a little bit about life before Squeeze. Let's like rewind it back. So you're from California. I am. I'm from Los Angeles. I grew up in a little suburb outside of the city. I went to LMU for college. So I really have always been here. I did a short stint study abroad program in Spain and then came right back, started my career in marketing and advertising. I started on the agency side and I had the incredible fortune of working with great world-class brands, Barbie, Hot Wheels, Disney, Coca-Cola, Hilton. I spent a lot of years in various agencies really learning the, I like to say, the full 360 of the marketing wheel. So everything from uh, customer market research, consumer research, um, email segmentation, analysis, brand strategy, bigger ad campaigns, etc. And all the while, toward the end of that portion of my career, I was a huge Drybar fan and just personally fell in love with the experience, the whole concept. And this was just when Instagram, either Instagram had just started or Drybar had just gotten on Instagram, but they posted they were looking for a head of marketing. And I literally scoured my network to ask if anyone knew anyone connected to Drybar to at least ensure that my resume could be seen. And thankfully, I did know someone who was able to to get it at the top of the pile. And from there, the really the stars aligned. I connected so well with the founders. And it was a, it was a cool experience for me because Cam Webb, who is Drybar and now Squeeze's creative director, he came from the advertising world as well. So it was a neat bridge for myself to be able to go into a brand, own marketing, own building the brand, but still have that connection to the creative advertising side of it because we built basically an in-house agency within Drybar um, over the course of time that I was there. So it was a really neat transition and um, and just an incredible opportunity. I like what you said about like scouring my network, looking for a way to get in. I think for some reason, so often when 
people are looking for new jobs and they find something that they want, it's almost as though they still feel like they need to be really polite about how they go about getting what it is that they want. And so I have friends that'll be like, oh, I saw, for example, in your case, that Drybar's hiring a head of marketing. And they'll be like, I'll be like, well, did you like find out who you should email or what you're doing? And they were like, well, I applied. So I'll just wait a couple of days. And I'm like, no, like you have to go after what you want. You have to hunt and and email and ask and over ask sometimes because they're going to remember the person that's going out of their way like that. They're not going to remember the person that's resume is just sitting. A hundred percent. You have you have to go out for what you want with like full energy and passion and pursuit. It's funny. We used to joke that every single person who joined the marketing team at Drybar was like a tad stalkerish because they did. They would do those things. Like we had one girl send us all flowers and another girl like come to the office. It was like, and that did. It got our attention, you know, and it really made us feel like they were going to be in it with us. I mean, that's the thing about startups in particular is everyone is playing every single role. You're rolling up your sleeves. You're figuring it out. So, you, yeah, you can't just have the people who are going to submit their resume and, like, leave it at that. It's Flowers just... is a big deal. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. It was Yellow Roses. She was, um, she was amazing. Wow. Okay. So you're, so you got the job. Yes. And is it as dreamy as you hoped it would be? It really, it really was, honestly. Um, I started when there were around somewhere between 25 and 30 locations. The product line had just test piloted into 70 Sephora doors. And flash forward to when I left toward the end of 2017, there were over 80 locations. The product line had launched in all Sephora doors, Ulta, Nordstrom, Bloomingdale's, plus international expansion to France, Canada, Mexico, and Australia. So, I mean, that four-year period was just an incredible growth trajectory for the brand. You know, it was a great experience for me. I got to build the team. We really outlined playbooks for how to open a shop and how to launch a product and how to onboard a franchisee. Like, I mean, there was so much learning that went into that time frame. And also the executive team that was brought on board during that time, we all just gelled together so beautifully. It was awesome. Like it was such a fun time to be around very high functioning, passionate people. And I mean, I'll, I'll be so grateful for that time in my life forever. So tell me about what's happening with you personally at this time. So I, let's see, actually, when I, when I was offered the job, I found out two weeks later that my husband had been diagnosed with stage three colon cancer. It was obviously um, an incredibly daunting time. And we, it also, that the job opportunity also meant that we would move from Los Angeles to Orange County. So there was, I mean, there was so much that went into that thought process and just choosing to move forward anyways. I mean, obviously I did. I have to give so much credit to my husband. He was so incredibly supportive during that time period. And I myself am also a cancer survivor. I had melanoma uh, or was diagnosed with melanoma at 26. And I think both of us during our cancer battles and journey always just had an incredibly positive mindset. We never let it, you know, debilitate our day to day. I mean, he worked through chemo and radiation. He eventually moved down to Orange County with me and 
uh, would commute back to L.A. for his job. So, I mean, there was certainly a lot and there was definitely times there was a six month period, basically, where I lived in Orange County and he actually lived with my parents while he was going through chemo and radiation and still going to work every day. And I mean, there was definitely like the heartstrings and the the pull of, you know, should I be there? But he again, he was so incredibly supportive. And also it just gave me so much confidence that there was hope for the future. You know, it, it meant that we were still moving forward. And I think for me personally, that's such an important driver for my life is to is to not feel stuck and to not stay still. And so, yeah, no, it definitely didn't, you know, that time period was, full of a lot of um, highs and lows. Yeah. How do you stay so positive during a time like that? Oh, man. I I feel like a positive mindset. I talk about this a lot, actually, just through my, my the most recent entrepreneurial journey that I've been on. But when I look back on my career and my life in general, I can see how it's really been like the constant thread. I've always been a glass half full positive person. But I do think that in times like that, um, you know, personal struggles and in times like building a business and the challenges with overcoming a lot of things that you don't know how to do, finding the things that are going to keep your mind healthy. um, And by healthy, I mean, not letting yourself go to the negative place. We all have that self-doubt. We all have the negative voice in the back of our mind. And, you know, I think for me, it was exercise, meditation, prayer. I am a person of faith. So, you know, I think that that was definitely a strong um, part of getting us through that time and, and truly just day to day in general. But, um, but I think it's, it's, finding consistent daily habits and and choosing honestly to look at the bright side to look for the good to be grateful for for what you're given even if you're you know you're going through hardship and i really do believe that that is like the key to life <laughs> as a whole yeah as a whole. even beyond just like success in business or anything else it's like I've started practicing gratitude over the past year and a half since I started Squeeze, which I didn't do consistently when I uh, started Dry Bar and my husband was going through this. But um, but I still was very, you know, very positive and found ways to have healthy outlets. But I will say that over the past year and a half, practicing gratitude has just shifted my mindset to a whole nother level of positivity because you start to train your brain to look for the good. And there's been so many studies too that show that your brain can't be grateful and mad or grateful and sad at the same time. So it's like again, it's just a it's a choice and it's it, it's exercising that muscle to go to the thankful place, to go to the good place versus the opposite. When you say that you practice gratitude, what's that look like for you? So I write in a gratitude journal every morning. Yep. I also do intention setting, so it's kind of like a two part thing. Um, the first is is five things that I'm super grateful for. And they're like little things like, you know, my roses are in bloom or the coffee shop remembered my order or like whatever little thing it is. Because And I think it's important that it's little because, again, that's how you exercise that muscle and you start to retrain your thought process. Um, and then the intention setting is more about like big audacious dreams and things that I want to pursue. Um, again, going back to that forward momentum 
part of what drives me. It's like exciting to wake up every morning thinking about the future and how I'm going to get there and the things that I'm going to do today to make it a stepping stone for the next. What's on the intention list right now? Uh, well, I have a lot of big, I have a lot of big dreams, but I think the one that is my focus, I actually do. I use, um, I use a journal called Start Today. It's by Rachel Hollis. I don't know if you're familiar with her. Mm -hmm. I love her. I actually just went to one of her conferences. So the structure is her, is her structure. And she actually has you identify one of your uh, intentions as like your focus. Mm -hmm. So mine right now is building the feel good revolution. That's, you know, we talk about squeeze as a feel good company and it's been so amazing to, to just see the entire business and the experience come to life, you know, from just a concept on paper and values written down to an experience that people are loving every single day and a culture that exists amongst our team. Uh, so, you know, I would say that the most exciting thing for me and the thing that I'm focused on right now is just building this bigger vision for what we're doing. Inside our four walls, you know, we're delivering an amazing experience that does make people feel good every day. But the long-term vision is to create a brand that stands for something bigger than that within the feel-good space. Right. So that's – and, I, you know, it's, I don't exactly know what that looks like, to be totally honest. I think that's the beautiful thing about a vision is you throw it out there and day by day you get closer to it. Taking a break from today's episode to give a shout out to my sponsor, Whoop. Now, I've been getting a lot of questions about what Whoop is. Whoop is a fitness tracker that provides personalized daily insight into recovery, strain, and sleep. They recently released their new Whoop Strap 3.0. It's a lightweight heart rate monitor with Bluetooth that connects to an app on your cell phone. It's got five-day battery life, it's waterproof, and it connects to a pro-knit band that trusts me, it is so comfortable. I never even think twice about the fact that it's on my wrist. Now, what I love about Whoop lately is that it really makes me focus on my recovery rate. You know, Whoop is unique in that it provides a daily recovery score every single morning when you wake up, and it lets you know how ready your body is to take on things like strain throughout your day. For me, because I'm mindful of my recovery rate, I know when to push it and I know when to take a step back. And according to Whoop, users even experience 60% less injuries when wearing their whoop strap because they're trying to balance those readouts that they get from strain and recovery. They are offering her to listeners an awesome deal. It's an absolutely free whoop strap as well as 15% off any membership package using the code hurdle. Just head on over to whoop.com. That's W-H-O-O-P.com and use the code hurdle at checkout to save 15% and optimize the way you train. Talk to me a little bit about what it was like when you found out that you had melanoma. Oh, that was, that was crazy. So I was 26 years old. I was living with my best friend. We had graduated college a few years earlier. We were in the groove of our careers. We were dating. We were, it was, I mean, it was such a fun time. And then I'll never forget it. It's actually kind of crazy. I was, I was blow drying my hair, believe it or not, like upside down. And the, my melanoma was on the back of my lower left leg. And I had a full length mirror in my bathroom. And so I actually like noticed this 
odd mole, basically, on my leg when I was blow drying my hair that looked kind of funny. And I talked to Meg, who's my best friend about it. And I was like, does this look weird? And she was like, yeah, it kind of does. And I think we both forgot about it. And I ended up reading, this was in May, um, which is Melanoma Awareness Month, a Cosmopolitan article, believe it or not, about this woman who had died at 25 years old from melanoma. And it was in that moment that I was like, oh my gosh, I think I think that's my, that might be what I have. And so I, you know, I went to a dermatologist and, and of course, found out. And again, I, th- I mean, it was super scary. There was definitely the worry that it had gotten into, you know, my, my lymph nodes and my blood. And then, of course, that, you know, that changes the trajectory of how the disease, you know, the ultimate outcome of, of where you go from there. But it didn't, thankfully for me, I didn't get into my lymph nodes. I have a giant, what I call ice cream scoop on the bottom of my left lower leg where they took a huge chunk out because I was, and it was really my choice. They could have just done a little bit, but it was like, no, you know, if I'm going to live the rest of my life, I just want to be assured that it's all gone. Yeah. Um, but again, I, it was, it was like, okay, this is scary, but at the same time, it's not going to define me. I'm not going to let this stop my life. I'm not going to not have dreams and hopes. And so it, but it definitely reshapes how you think about things. No doubt. I mean, again, it's like, I cherish things that matter most. I mean, I spend time, I spend so much time with my parents and my family and focusing on the things that matter. I don't, you know, I try not to focus on the superficial or the latest and greatest, because again, I just think that those are, those are things that you're going to look back on your life and not remember or care about at all. So, I mean, it's definitely, definitely stops you in your tracks and makes you rethink for sure. Yeah. Wow. I, I think it's so impressive that like you leaned into all of these positivity tricks. I think for me, and I mean, we can talk about like what you do for fitness, but for me, like running is how I get through all of the bad stuff. Like when I feel like I'm losing control with my work or when I'm like all over the place with my relationships or whatever the case may be, I know that I can lace up my sneakers and I can run and I can go and I'll be okay. And again, it's like something that I'm so in control of when everything else feels so not within my control. So for you, you're almost hacking it in a better way, which is like starting from within because yeah, like I'll feel better after a run. But if I also don't take the time to put in that self-work to work on the things that I'm grateful for or just like shift the dialogue, then it's not going to really push me to be overall better. It's just going to be like the run is just a temporary fix. It is so true to identify like the core of what needs to be solved and addressed versus just the Band-Aid. I think, I think honestly, it goes back to my faith a little bit, to be totally honest. I mean, when I think about what where that positivity comes from i think it's the the hope and the the peace and the comfort of just believing in a bigger a bigger power than myself um and so you know when you when you give up that control i think there's a lot of peace that comes from that so mm-hmm. i definitely and i and i i grew up in a very um you know s- stable home i had really loving parents and so i i think that a lot of that was ingrained in me from a very young child. Um, and so I, I do, you know, I give a lot of credit to, you know, to my parents and I'm obviously incredibly grateful for for that childhood that I had um, and the loving home that I grew up in because I do really think that that, 
at the core is really my foundation. So talk to me then what happens. Uh, you and your husband are dealing with his cancer diagnosis. He finally moves down to live with you. You're working at Dry Bar and things are starting to look up a little bit. Yeah, totally. I mean, really, we the time we lived in Orange County and those we were there for three years and then we actually moved back up to L.A. for around the last year, which I'll talk about in a second. But, yeah, I mean, those couple of years were great. Um, again, it was kind of like we had come out of this really heavy time period and we're just able to enjoy and celebrate the day to day life, if if you will. Um, and we lived pretty simply while we were down there, too, because we didn't know how long we would we would be there. And so it was just it was a bit of a freeing time, which was great. I mean, not freeing in terms of I still had the crazy stress of work and, and building that that business and brand. But um, but it was a good ebb and flow for sure. And how was it? I mean, I can't tell you how many podcasts I've listened to now listening to Allie talk. Yes. So how has it been to learn from Allie? I mean, because as you mentioned, like dry bar was rapidly expanding. Yeah. It was such, I mean, like I said, it was such an incredible time. I'm so grateful to have learned from all of the people that were involved in dry bar at that time. Michael and Allie in particular, I mean, they're, they're obviously my business partners now. They're such incredible, incredible people. I would say that the thing that they instilled in me so much during my time at dry bar. And I can tell now it's like in my DNA and core with squeeze is a crazy over the top obsession with customer service. They grew up, uh, I'm sure as you know, listening to several podcasts with um, parents who were entrepreneurs themselves, they owned clothing boutiques in Florida for like elderly women. And so they saw from a very young age, just, you know, doing anything and everything you can to to cater to your your guest and your customer. And they were so focused on that at Dry Bar. I mean, the littlest things w- they would pay attention to. And I mean, I remember even, and I'm sure they still do this to this day, like there's times and places where they will personally reach out to customers just to address things and or connect with them on a human level. And I really took that to heart. I'm, I'm such a people person. I believe so much in connection and relationships. We've we based Squeeze's values and just the feel-good company aspect on Maya Angela's quote, people will forget what you said, they'll forget what you did, but they'll never forget how you make them feel. And I, you know, I think that that's that's really what drove them and um, and it's what drives me at Squeeze. And it's really, again, the type of culture that we're trying to create and the type of experience that we want not only our guests to feel, but also our team and the people who come to work for us every day and give us their time and their energy and their amazing talent. So I would say that that is the thing that is probably like the biggest takeaway that I learned from Michael and Allie during that time. Interesting. So you said that you guys then moved up to L.A., Yes. So we opened a marketing and creative office in Los Angeles. We had gotten to a point where there were far more dry bars in Los Angeles than there were in Orange County. All of the brand partnerships that we were creating were located in Los Angeles. And so it just and the creative talent that we were hiring were in L.A. It just made a lot of sense to to bring the brand and the creative team up 
up to LA. It was great personally because my husband also, you know, was commuting from Orange County to LA every day. His his company was up here. So so yeah, we we made that transition and um it was great. It was it was really exciting. It was again kind of a a step in the right direction. And, and, and then I think, you know, it really, it really just got to a point where I felt like I had done what I wanted to accomplish at Drybar. And I've always had a very entrepreneurial spirit. I love the chaos of the unknown and forging a new path and just the, the building, like the, the spirit and the energy around building something. And Drybar obviously has an incredibly long trajectory ahead of itself. I felt like someone could come in and help take it from the level that I had built it to to the next one. And I was ready to like get back in and roll up my sleeves and do something else. I didn't, I honestly didn't know what I wanted to do. I, I was talking to a few different brands and companies and considering some options. But when I let the founders know that I was moving on, I didn't have anything lined up. It was, it was more out of respect for them and, um, you know, everything that we'd been through and how long I had been there, that it was more just, you know, hey, I'm, I'm giving you the heads up that I'm ready to move on. And that's when Michael had reminded me that they'd always had this other idea in the back of their mind. They just didn't have the bandwidth to get it off the ground. Mm. Obviously, they were <laughs> very busy building dry bar. So the stars aligned yet again. And um, and they gave me the the great opportunity to, to run this business. And um, it's truly been just as incredible as, you know, the opportunity with Drybar when I took it. When you first heard about it, did you feel at all hesitant or was it kind of just like one of those in your gut, this is the right thing for me to take on? So I had known about this idea for years. They really have had it. They talked about it a lot, but again, nothing, like nothing came of it. So when they reminded me of it, it was like, oh yeah, that was like that's such a great idea someone has to do that. And I think my husband would tell you that he knew immediately that I was going to take the opportunity. And I think I did too in my in my gut. But I did take a couple of months, honestly, to pursue other avenues because I wanted to just ensure that I wouldn't get like three months into it and be like, Oh, just kidding. I don't, this is really hard. I don't want to, I don't want to, actually, I don't want to do this. You know, I would rather go um, somewhere where I could make more money or have a different opportunity. Like I really wanted to pursue what else was out there to just know in my core that I was going to be a hundred percent all in with this opportunity. I also think that sometimes when something feels like it just comes in front of you, it's like, is this really what I want to do? And then also, I mean, it's one of those situations where you have to gut check yourself to ask, is this what I'm passionate about? Because yeah, no matter if it was a great idea, like a lot of people have a lot of great ideas, but unless you feel like it's so true to who you are, you're going to get again, two, three, four months into this and like have one morning when you wake up and you're like, what am I doing? I don't really care about this. Exactly. Exactly. And you know, it was interesting. I told Michael that during the time that I was kind of like exploring and thinking about other things, I would start to help him like lay the foundation. Cause he, I, he, he was like, I want, I really want to do this. Like, I want you to be the one to do it, but if you don't do it, I'm going to find someone else to do it type thing. And I was, I told him that I would start to do some research and put together like a model and think about how we could position it while I was exploring other options. And as I started to do that, 
where I really got personally excited, and again, it's where I find the most joy and fulfillment today, is creating a team and a culture and a place that values people first. And when I started to think about, because I'm not a massage therapist, I mean, none of us are massage therapists. So to your point, it's like, you know, none of, we haven't been practicing massage for 20 plus years and that's our passion like Ali was with hair. So, so yes, there needed to be something that was like the ultimate driver of what we were doing. And when I started to think about that quote from Maya Angelou and the values that we could create and the type of place that we would be able to offer people to come to work every day. That's when it clicked for me. And I, and I just got so excited about the opportunity to do that. And I, and it's been, it's been so rewarding. Um, and I, I know it will continue to be. So in that sense, it felt a hundred percent right. So right now there's only one in Studio City here in LA. Yes. So we opened in March 2019. The location is on Ventura Boulevard. It's an amazing, it's an amazing um location. And again, the team is absolutely incredible. We've been working over the past couple of months to hone in on our operations and just the overall experience. But our Intention with Squeeze has always been to build and scale it nationally, very similar to Drybar. And so we are planning on doing that through franchising. And so we're working right now on just getting all of that in place. We're, we're pretty close. So um, that will be kind of the next step as it relates to growing the company. Because Drybar is not a franchise model. Drybar, there's a small percentage that are franchise. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah. Okay. But the majority are company owned. And so, yes, it is a very different model that's taking, you know, taking a little bit to ensure we do right. Why is this one a franchise strict and that one isn't? Yeah. For I feel all... like I'm starting, starting to like try to learn more about all of these things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for a lot of reasons. Massage is an ingrained behavior in people. I mean, there are thousands of massage places all over this country. I mean, there's certain businesses that are doing incredibly well uh, in this space. And so we know that the the market and the demand exists, not only in key metropolitan cities, but but everywhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, sm- you know, small, smaller cities across the country. And so from that standpoint, the the opportunity to bring a better experience into those places and offer someone the chance to lead their own business locally is just really exciting to me personally. I mean, again, this has been my first entrepreneurial venture. I love the idea of giving people the chance to own their own, you know, business in in their hometown or, you know, cities where they're passionate about. So that in particular. And then also you know, I think that when you build a business, it does really have so much to do about the people that are running it. And my background is in marketing. And I wish I could remember the person that told me this because I, I say this all the time. But when we started Squeeze, someone said to me very clearly, you know, if you want to run an operations business, open corporate owned stores. If you want to run a sales and marketing business, run franchises and or, you know, run run a franchise. And so for me, that was very clear. I mean, I'm not I'm not an operator. I don't come from retail operations. And there is so much nuance in that space to get right. 
Uh, and so what really, you know, I know how to do is build a brand and tell a great story and connect with people and motivate and inspire. And that's, you know, that's what I want to do for our future operating partners and let let the operating partners who are true operators and that's their passion, you know, do what they're good at. And I, I think that it will be the perfect, the perfect balance. Interjecting big word here into today's episode to give athletic greens a little bit of love. You guys know me. I'm constantly on the move. This past weekend, I was up in Boston, and the first thing I do after taking my suitcase out of the closet to pack it when I go away is go to the kitchen and grab a few packs of Athletic Greens. I'm telling you, no matter where I am, no matter where I'm running around, taking Athletic Greens first thing in the morning just makes me feel ready for anything that comes my way. It's got 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients. I feel like Athletic Greens is my insurance policy, especially when it comes to hopping on a plane. I swear it keeps me healthy no matter where I am. They are offering Hurdle listeners an awesome must-get deal. It's 20 travel packs, a $79 value, absolutely free with your first purchase. Just head on over to athleticgreens.com slash hurdle. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash hurdle to grab yours today. No code necessary. Let's get back to it. So then what does life look like these days for you? It's definitely different. I pinch myself every morning when I wake up just because I'm so grateful for the chance to, you know, to have this opportunity. I've got an office in the back of the shop in Studio City. So I'm in there every day with the team, which is really great. Like it's been so neat to be able to interact with our guests and our team. I'm, you know, I pop in a couple times during the day to our break room and I wash dishes and I catch up with our therapists and then I'll break our maitre d's and um, be up front for a little while saying hello to guests. So I think that that, I mean, obviously that won't be forever, but it, for now it's really great just to ensure that we're again, doing the best we can with the experience, making it right each and every time. And then it's also a lot of trying to focus on the the larger strategy and growing the company. So I, you know, as I mentioned, we're working on getting our FDD together and a lot of our operational and training documentation and protocols so that we can support our franchisees in the best way. Um, it's a lot of meeting with amazing people also to learn from them. Um, this has really opened up a lot of cool doors for me personally, just to connect with people who are incredibly um, influential in in the retail and franchising space and just branding space, I guess, also. So um, I'm certainly learning something new every day. And I think that that is such an important part for everyone to be able to do regularly is, you know, just continue expanding your mind and growing in and learning and challenging yourself because that that leads to a lot of fulfillment, even if it's small. So a lot of people, when they are looking to give back to themselves, when they're getting out of the office and trying to relax a little bit, they come to something like what you're doing. How do you give back to yourself? How do you take some time for you? I get massages a lot too. <laughs> I definitely take advantage of being in, being in the space every day. But I also... 
Um, you know, as I mentioned, I get up early every morning. I do a gratitude journal. I meditate. I pray. I feel like that really sets my mindset for the day. And then also, I suffered a pretty bad back injury two years ago towards the end of my career at Drybar. It was quite debilitating, actually. I was in Florida and threw my back out, so I had a herniated disc in my in my lower back, and it led to what's called leg retraction, where literally your leg pulls itself back into your body, so I couldn't straighten my leg. I couldn't walk. It was terrible. I went to multiple ERs. I had to cancel several flights. I was basically, you know, in bed for several months after. And I really had a hard time. I was always active prior to this, um, but had obviously let myself kind of just get drained with work and travel and, um, you know, which obviously led to led to that injury. But in any case, I, I couldn't, it was hard for me to find something as I was going through my healing process that I could strengthen my body, but not hurt myself. And I found this place called Plate Fit. It's a fitness concept that's out of Los Angeles here. There's four locations currently, and I'm sure many more to come. And it's a it's a vibration workout. So you work out on a vibrating plate. It's only 27 minutes, which is also like game changing. <laughs> and no joke. I mean, you're like dripping in sweat by the end of the workout. So it's an incredible workout. But what it allowed me to do is um, – is, get my strength back again without without injuring myself because it's high intensity but low impact so the vibration like it's working your muscles but it's also offsetting just the easier on your joints etc cetera, etc cetera. so it's but that's that's what I do to just like clear my head to sweat every day to make sure that I'm taking care of my body I always say taking care of your body and working out is great great for the body but better for the mind mm-hmm. so I've got to know more about this plate fit oh thing. my gosh you have to go yeah I should go so is it so what like what kind of stuff are you doing throughout the workout everything everything like okay you do push-ups and squats and planks and tricep dips and weights and sit-ups and running. And this running. is all using the plate? Yes. Interesting. It's wild. wild. Wait, how does it Well, running like running in place. Got you. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm I like, wish, I'm, everyone, wish everyone could see me doing what I'm doing right now. <laughs> I'm like, where where are we running? No, it's fine. Okay. So, wow. That's so interesting. Jumping I've definitely, jacks. I've heard of it before. I've just never been. Oh my gosh. It's, it's amazing. Like it's such an incredible workout. Okay. And it's 27 minutes long. Right. Why the science between 27 minutes? Or I just wish like a I knew number? more about that. I should, I should, because I talk about it so much, but Open I, so I don't know exactly, but. But I'm, I mean, I feel like that's probably what got me to go to it for the first time. It was like 27 minutes, done. <laughs> I mean, I feel like signature 27-minute high-intensity interval training workout Yeah, with no, the power it's, plate. It's legitimately high-intensity. Make it happen. We utilize the science of vibration to wake up your cells, increase circulation, drain, and detoxify the lymphatic system, reduce inflammation, and accelerate recovery time. Well, that's a lot of really great promises. Actually, no, but it's it truly does. And they have... Speaking of recovery, they have this recovery class Mm -hmm. where you turn up the vibration of the plate itself and uh, you stretch and then they massage your muscles into it. So it like breaks up all your lactic acid Mm -hmm. and helps with cellulite. And um, that's I actually think that the recovery class is part of what got me back to being healthy so quickly is I never felt sore because I was always breaking out my lactic acid and like working at, you know, working out what I had just worked out. So I cannot say like 
enough good things about PlayFit. Well, PlayFit, you are welcome for this free <laughs> seven minutes of advertising. <laughs> but I mean, on the also while we're like jamming about buzzy LA fitness things, yes. I just heard for the first time about SM stretching, which is just a stretch based class because you're talking about recovery. Yeah. There are all of these places that are now like uh, stretched in New York, and I think there's one out here. I actually go to Stretch Lab, which is in Studio City. Exactly. It's fantastic also. Right. So all of these assisted stretching facilities, but this SM stretching that I heard about for the first time this week is actually like a stretching class. So oh, it's not like yoga in that like it's super active and you're moving through different flows and all these things. It's literally just like, I think it's a 40-minute class where like you stretch together. And I feel like that's a really good idea. That's actually neat because the thing about Stretch Lab, and I'm sure a lot of the other stretching concepts, is they actually have a stretchologist that stretches Great. stretches you. Great name. Which, yeah. Stretch <laughs> That came out so naturally. Stretchologist. I know. Um, but what sounds neat about this concept that you're talking about is they probably give you a lot of tips and tricks to do at home. Mm -hmm. Whereas this, it's like someone is, it's assisted stretching. So someone right. is stretching, you know, in ways that you can't personally. So I imagine that that's actually pretty great. I know obviously that you have a background in marketing and you are not a massage therapist, but how often would you recommend people get some sort of body work done? I think if you can afford it both financially and from a time standpoint, a weekly massage is truly like Im so important for your uh, your health. But if you can't do that, at least once a month. What do uh, the massage prices start at Squeeze? So we offer two memberships. Our mid-Squeeze membership is $79 a month, and that gets you one 50-minute massage plus additional discounted pricing if you were to come more often. We've also eliminated a lot of the barriers to signing up. So you are you can cancel any time. You're not signing up for a long period of time. You can pause your membership. Your benefits roll over every month. So if you have, you know, a bunch extra, you can actually gift them to a friend or family member as well. And then our second um, program or our second membership is our main squeeze, which is $99 and it's for a monthly 80 minute. And then you get all of the same added perks. I love main squeeze. And I'm not cute. <laughs> I mean, that's like such a fun thing about the name squeeze is, you know, like in the beginning, we were just talking about so many f fun ways to use it. I mean, we say like easy peasy squeezy and a squeeze for your main squeeze and mm -hmm. squeeze the ones you love. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, there's just so many great ways to use the word. Now then that's where your expertise comes to shine. <laughs> and Cam. <laughs> comes to shine. Okay, so once weekly massages is the goal. And people are coming in for all different sorts of reasons, right? It's like, yes, like it can be super relaxing, but there are also the people that are crazy active that really do need to break up that fashion and move things around. And so I'm sure you see people for all different sorts of reasons. Yeah. I mean, stress management, sleep management, um, just health and wellness in general, relaxation, sports recovery. Um, pain. Let's talk about sleep that. management. Oh, man. What's the deal with that and sleep massage? Sleep is, well, I mean, it just helps to relax your body. You know, we have so many, we're open until 10 p.m. So we have a lot of people mm. who are booking at like 8.30 for a main or 9 o'clock for a mid. Again, 80 and 50 minute massages and just go directly to bed afterwards. Mm -hmm. um, but to talk about sleep really quickly, I mean, sleep, I feel like is such an important component to health and we don't get enough of it. I mean, right. it's so it's so critical. Of course. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, there's so many benefits to massage, you know, I mean, again, like relaxation, muscle recovery, pain management, um, you know, definitely just balancing your your internal well-being part of that does, you know, I believe come with um, better sleep and um, and just also giving yourself time to like unplug, right? I mean, how many places do we go? And we're still looking at our phone. We're still checking our email. I mean, it's so hard to just detach. And massage definitely allows for that. I love going to hot yoga because I can't stand the feeling of my watch on my wrist in a hot room. So I'll take it off. And that is literally one of the few times that I don't, like, have a awareness that I have, like, a vibration happening on my wrist from the Apple Watch. I love my Apple Watch. I wear it religiously. But – Man, is it like such a treat when I get onto the yoga mat and I take it off and I put it next to me and nothing's going to pop up. And I'm like, wow, this is where we are now. (laughs) Yes. I'm not anywhere else. Exactly. You cannot bother me. (laughs) Exactly. I know even on airplanes now we can't. We can't have. (laughs) We must connect to the Wi-Fi in the sky. (laughs) We must do it. Okay. So then once weekly massages. Yes. Life is pretty good now. Yes. What's uh, going on with your husband? How are you guys doing? How's He's he doing? Great. Yeah. Yes. He actually passed his five-year mark two years ago now. I think 2017 was his uh, his five years, which is a huge step for cancer recovery. Um no, he's great. He's he plays tennis. He keeps himself active also. I mean, we definitely try and be mindful of our of our diets. Um I think we all know how, you know, how that plays such a big role in longevity and um we're really great. I mean, we're we are very fortunate to, you know, to live a um comfortable life and we're very grateful for it and try and give back in both our time and resources when we can. So no complaints. When you look uh, right now on your career so far from the dry bar phases and maybe before that even the agency phases and now here we are with Squeeze, uh, what would you say has been one of the best pieces of advice that someone has offered you? I would say, I feel like there's a lot of great advice that I've received along the way, but probably I'll give a shout out to Michael who he challenged me all through my time at Dry Bar and certainly as we started Squeeze to not let perfection get in the way of progress. I I think women in particular, you know, we want to do everything just right. And sometimes that can be a blocker and a barrier to momentum and keeping things moving, which is just far more important than it being perfect. And that has been something that has stuck in my mind consistently and I think really has helped, you know, move us forward in in various ways that, you know, I think it's I think it's an important thing to try and remember. And I'm sure that gratitude also helps with like shifting this concept of what perfection is, right? Because you were pointing out that a lot of the things you are writing down were very small. And I think when there aren't blaring successes and happy things and all of these things that feel like they're hitting us in the face, sometimes it's easy to say, yeah, today was fine. Yeah. But when you take a step back. Exactly. Well, and we live in a picture-perfect world. I mean, we we are literally looking every single day at everyone's highlight reel. And we're not seeing the 
the true realness of life to remind us that we're it's okay to not be perfect. Um, so I think so. Yes, I think having that perspective is um, is incredibly important. I always close out the pod by with the same question. Uh, you have an opportunity right now to offer the Brittany who is going through that really tough time. It's after she has gotten that scoop out of her lower leg. It's your, now your now husband is diagnosed with cancer. You're about to take on this new job. All of this stuff is going crazy. Mm. What piece of advice do you offer her right now? Ooh. I would say let yourself feel, you know, it's okay to be scared. It's okay to have moments of sadness and sit in the reality of what is going on, but pull yourself up from that as quickly and as often as you can to, you know, to keep focus on your dreams and your hopes and what you want for the future. And also, appreciate the goodness that exists in your life, all of the love that you have, all the support that you have, and that it's going to be okay. You know, even I I think about this a lot, actually, like even had it not worked out the way that it did for, you know, my husband and myself, there's so many amazing people who are able to impact our world and the people around them with such good from, from true devastation, you know, and I think that, I think that knowing no matter what that there will be good that comes from, um, you know, that comes from your experience will will help to keep you on on the right track and and again staying as positive as you can. Thanks for sitting down with me today. Thanks for having me. This was so fun. Please take a moment and leave a quick review of the podcast by clicking the link with the description to this episode. We all face multiple hurdles in life. I want to hear about yours. Reach out to me at emily at hurdle.us. Connect with the podcast on Instagram and Twitter at hurdle podcast. Brittany, where do they find you? Where do they find Squeeze? Squeezemassage.com. We are at Squeeze on Instagram and I'm at Brit Drisk on Instagram. B-R-I-T-D-R-I-S-C. Getting at Squeeze is probably a big deal. Oh, it was a whole thing. (laughs) (laughs) If you can help me get just at Hurdle. We'll, we'll talk about that after. Oh, yeah. Well, I'll see if I can help you out. <laughs> Another hurdle conquered. Catch you guys next time. <laughs>